Welcome back to Thimbleberry U. I'm John Jagge. I'm joined again by Amy Walls from Thimbleberry Financial. Amy, it's always good to be with you. Jag, I always love talking to you. And we've got a great topic today. I wanted to ask you about this. I wanted to come to my resident expert on everything about uh, investing and finance because this has been a subject that's been in the news so much the last month or so, and that is this saga around GameStop. And we've heard a lot about it in the early part of 2021. I'm hoping, Amy, that you can distill this down into terms that even I can understand. Well, Jag, I will definitely try my best. And you are right. It was a crazy ride uh, with GameStop. And it's not the only stock that, that that was the case with. And the short version is that several stocks, one of which is the video game retailer GameStop, found itself right in the middle of a war between an army of amateur investors on Reddit and a bunch of hedge fund managers. Uh, Jag, do you use Reddit? I have dabbled in it a little bit. I know it's kind of like this, uh, users of Reddit take this pride in being this underground social media forum. I remember when I was a radio DJ, I had some friends say, dude, if you want stuff to talk about on the radio, you got to go to Reddit. There's all this like off the beaten path stuff that nobody else knows about. It's this kind of like counterculture thing. So I've dabbled in Reddit a little bit, but from what I've seen, Amy, this is kind of like the little man trying to stick it to the man. So can you explain what a hedge fund is and how that plays into the whole dynamic here? Yeah, I can do that. Let me go right to Investopedia's definition. And they say that a hedge fund is, quote, a limited partnership of investors that uses high risk methods such as investing with borrowed money in hopes of realizing large capital gains. Jag, have you ever watched the TV drama Billions on Showtime? I've, I've seen some previews and a couple clips. That's the one with, I think, Paul Giamatti, isn't it? I think so, yes. If you haven't watched it, you should. It gives a fun and fairly accurate view of the hedge fund uh, Axe Capital that Bobby Axelrod played by uh, Damian Lewis runs. In the real world, though, hedge funds often use techniques with buying and selling stock options to increase the return. They follow assets that look to be on the downward slope and bet against them by, quote, shorting it. Mm -hmm. Case in point was GameStop. With more and more gamers downloading games directly to their PlayStation or Xbox, instead of buying them, you know, in, in a physical form, GameStop has been losing money for years and plans to shut more than a thousand stores across the country by the end of March. So the reality is things haven't been looking very good for GameStop. It looked like for a while they were kind of headed the way of Radio Shack. <laughs> Absolutely. So... In this, a bunch of Wall Street traders and hedge fund managers saw that GameStop wasn't doing all that well and decided to short GameStop stock. As I mentioned previously, shorting a stock just means they're betting against it. So if the price of GameStop stock goes down, they'd make money. But if the stock price goes up, they would lose money and potentially a lot of money. Right. And this is, I think, of uh, a Las Vegas craps table. Have you, uh, you asked me about Reddit. I'll ask you about craps. Have you ever played craps or familiar with it a little bit? A little bit. I used to actually play it when I was about eight years old. <laughs> that might be another podcast for another time altogether. I'm not going to ask the obvious follow-up question there. I have an uncle that taught me how to play when I was very young. I don't remember much now, but... But if you remember, when someone is shooting the dice on craps, you have a bunch of people around the table that are betting with the shooter, but you kind of have that one contrarian at the end of the table who's betting against the shooter. And it sounds like that's what shorting a stock is, is you're betting on the failure and against the success of a particular stock. Yep, that's exactly what's happening. 
And with that is where the Reddit investing army came in. This mob of online investors decided to rally together and buy shares of GameStop stock in droves. You know, it's really hard to say GameStop stock. It is. I strip on it every time. (laughs) And when they did this, they sent the value of the stock into the stratosphere at an amazing rate. So at the beginning of the year, you could have bought GameStop stock for less than $18 per share. Yep. And when the stock market closed on the day it hit its high, the price had ballooned to $347 for a single share of GameStop stock. That is amazing. And I remember seeing on the news some stories of like a mom who had brought her video game playing son like 10 shares of GameStop stock to teach him how the stock market worked. And now he's like, oh, look at all this money. What am I going to do now? College. College. Yeah, right. That would be the responsible thing to do. I don't know how many 10-year-olds would think that way. but Fair enough. So what happens to those hedge funds that shorted the stock when the price went through the roof? It's a great question. That's what's called a short squeeze. And investors who bet against GameStop were forced to buy back the shares they shorted in order to cut their losses and stop the bleeding. So how bad did it get for them? I don't know for sure at this point, uh, but it's estimated to be more than $5 billion, that was billion with a B, dollars. So what's interesting here, Amy, is that if you buy a stock, you can only lose so much if it goes down to zero. But if you're betting against the stock, your losses are essentially unlimited because the higher the stock goes, the more money you lose, right? That is absolutely correct. And I'm glad you got that because that means I explained it well. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So now we move on to the next wrinkle in this, and that is Robinhood, this investor app for like casual day traders. How do they play into all of this? Again, great question. So first, for those that don't know, Robinhood is a popular trading platform. And this is the platform that many of these Reddit investors use to buy shares of GameStop. So in the midst of this chaos, Robinhood temporarily barred its users from investing in several stocks, including, you guessed it, GameStop. Yep. Them doing that had a consequence on GameStop stock, and is part of the reason that GameStop's price started to drop. And I remember Robinhood took a little bit of heat for stopping the trading on it. And, you know, the little guy was saying, oh, they're they're colluding with Wall Street or with these hedge fund managers. That wasn't the case. It was really a safety measure that's put in place, right? Absolutely. They have requirements to maintain a certain amount of capital. And very likely, they were concerned that if they called the margin accounts from these traders and they couldn't pay, it would be a problem for um, Robinhood's liquidity. Now, the problem here, Amy, is if you were kind of... I'll use a Nintendo reference here and like the lemmings jumping off the cliff, you know, as you were reading all these headlines, maybe just scanning the headlines saying, oh, GameStop, 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 I should really get involved in this. And you jumped in after the stock had sort of been artificially inflated by this rush as you thought it was a way to make a quick buck. Once it came crashing back down to earth, you could lose significant money as just an everyday investor, right? Absolutely. Depending on how much you bought. I mean, if it was $18 when it started and you bought close to that $347 high and we're recording this on February 17th, it's about $46 a share. So if you bought at $347 or close to that, it's now down at 46 and you were to sell now, 
you've lost about $300 a share. Right. So how long do you think this GameStop drama is going to last, Amy? Well, I, I mean, we just talked about the share price, so I think it's already settled down quite a bit. But what I would imagine is that we're going to see this a lot more with other stocks. Uh, but what we do know is that when you bet your portfolio on the success or failure of a single stock or company, right? Because that's what a stock is. You're not investing. You're doing jag what you alluded to earlier. You're, you're gambling. Yeah. You're playing at the craps table or the roulette table. So you might as well roll the dice at a roulette table and try your luck there because it might be better. <laughs> this really goes to the importance of something we've talked about in almost every episode we've done, Amy, and that is diversification and having your money spread across different asset classes so that you're not putting your eggs in that proverbial basket, hoping the roulette wheel comes up on 18. Absolutely. I think, you know, this is a, a prime example of that and why a single stock can be dangerous. I think there's another point, Jag, that I alluded to but didn't go very deep into. And that's really that Robinhood, if we're, if we're talking about them, all of their accounts have margin on them. Okay. What does that mean? Yeah, it's basically a method where you can borrow money from a company like Robinhood in order to buy more stock. So you end up in debt to them at some level if you're using that margin. It's a strategy that I'll say more sophisticated investors would be the most likely to use and should be the most likely to use. And unfortunately, here we have a DIY platform that first-time investors are using with margin. So there's some danger there. And when you say you're borrowing money from Robinhood, Robinhood can come back and say, I want that money back at any time, right? Yes, correct. So we're definitely not trying to get in the middle of a feud between a bunch of New York hedge fund managers doing business in New York City or somewhere else and a mob of day traders. And we don't think that anyone else should either. What we should be doing is focusing on your retirement future and your financial goals and finding the best way to get to those really involves using a financial planner or financial advisor, investing in good, solid investments that are diversified and um, that you have an intention to hold for the long term, not to day trade. And that's really what we do for our clients. And it's really the only way that investing works safely. Right. You don't want to be uh, on the short end of the stick when it comes to one of these GameStop fad situations. I think about uh, someone close to me has tried a bunch of fad diets and didn't really work for her. And she finally found an app. I won't mention the name, but she finally found an app that got into the psychology of her eating and her exercising. And she's down 40 pounds because that's she amazing. looked at the whole approach as opposed to the shiny object. And I think that's the lesson here. Absolutely. Amy, if somebody wants to talk to you at Thimbleberry Financial to help plan a responsible future for their retirement, what are the best ways to find you? Best way is actually on the web at thimbleberryfinancial.com, but they can absolutely give us a call at 503-610-6510. Thank you for translating these GameStop stories into English for me, Amy, and we'll talk again soon. Sounds great, Jack. Thanks. Registered representative, securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisor representative, Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Cambridge and Thimbleberry Financial are not affiliated.